In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who has come in order to give us faith. A faith that today, Gabe is confirming. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, what's your favorite song? What's the best song? The best song ever. Maybe it's your favorite song. Maybe it's not. Maybe you go, I have a favorite song, but I don't know that it is the best song ever. Some of you are thinking about songs that you love from your childhood. Some of you are thinking about classical music. Some of you are thinking about, uh, about grass Oh, uh, what was it? I, I just asked a, a question on social media this week about all sorts of different um, uh, genres, and there was one that was uh, like hip hop and bluegrass combined. Um, and now I forget. Anyway, whatever it is, you're, you're, you're kind of thinking through okay, what possibly could be the best song ever? And is it my favorite song? Is, is it from musical theater? Is it from hip-hop? Is it from uh, new metal? Is it from black metal? Is it from shoegaze? Is it from whatever? But what is the best song ever? And if we all were able to nominate a song and then bring them up here and vote on them, what would we collectively end up voting in as the best song ever. Several of us would be disappointed, but eventually we would have to come up with one song that was the best song ever. And what would that be? And how would we know? How would we know that that was the best song ever? Well, that was kind of the question that was put forward before some people in a church by a different pastor, not me, as he was talking to them about what faith is. And the setup went kind of like this. He got a jar full of jelly beans, first of all. And this jar full of jelly beans, I think I can use this illustration in Lent, even though it's not Easter yet. <laughs> jar full of jelly beans. And he said, how many jelly beans are in here? And everybody in the class took a little bit of time and, and said, well, I think it's this many, I think it's that many. Yeah, everybody kind of took their stab at how many jelly beans were in the jar. And he, he wrote down all of the possibilities and he put them on the board and everybody in the class said, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe my guess was kind of off, I kind of like that one better. And he said, okay, well, we're, we're going to come up with one guess as a class and so they, everybody kind of talked about it and they, they ended up arriving at their one guess as a class for how many jelly beans were in that jar and he said the next thing that I want you to do is I want you to tell me what the best song in the world is and so everybody said, oh, okay. And, and just like you were doing, they, they started thinking through, okay, what's the best song in the world? Is it my favorite song? Is it, you know, from this, this genre? Is it from that genre? And they, they all put it together. And then he put all of those up on the board. And he said, okay, now as a class, we're going to decide what is the best song ever definitively. 
And they started working it through, and they started to go, okay, well, you know, maybe I was wrong. Maybe my song isn't the best song in the world. You know, my song would probably be from Tom Waits, and my wife would vote me out of that. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, there's, there's all, all of the possibilities, but they finally ended up at one. And he said, great, what we just did has nothing to do with jelly beans or with songs. What we just did was I set you up for a bigger question. And the bigger question is this. Which one of those two activities was more like what it's like to have faith in God? And they started thinking about it, and they started thinking about the big question, and they started thinking, and some people were over on the jelly bean side, and some people were over on the song side. And they, started, they talked about it, but eventually it ended up that everybody said, we're all on the side of the song. And, and the pastor, so this was a pastor leading this discussion, the pastor kind of got a little bit worried. Pastor kind of got worried. He was like, well, you know, the jelly bean, there's objective truth here. The jelly bean thing, we can dump the jelly beans out of the jar, we can sort through them, we can go, okay, this is how many jelly beans there are. And he was kind of worried that the class was turning against him, that they were going into this weird relativistic place. But the class actually said, well, that's not really the reason that, that we said that it's more like a song. The reason that we said that it's more like a song is that you can feel a song. And we, and we can't really feel the jelly beans. We, we can kind of see them. But there's more there in the song for us to comprehend with. So we feel like that's a little bit more like God. It's a little bit more of what it means to have faith. And that exercise, in fact, that, that series of exercises kind of shows us how difficult sometimes it is for us to get to a definition of what faith is. I mean, we, we kind of go around and we say that we have faith and we talk about faith in sort of this abstract sense, but the, the reality is that faith is hard. Faith is hard to define because faith can never exist by itself. And that's its probably biggest downfall, is that faith is nothing by itself. There is no faith in faith. There's no faithiness. There, there's no sense at which I can say, I have faith in just something that's sort of random. There is no sense in which I can say I have faith in faith itself and have that be anything that's going to be meaningful for my life. You see, faith always has to have a referent. Faith has to have a reference, something that it hangs on to, something that it believes in, something that I say, I have faith in this. Because you see, the closest thing that we have to understanding faith is trust. And trust also 
does not exist in and of itself. But trust always exists because of its referent. And there's something about that referent that can get difficult sometimes. We can go, I I have faith, I just don't quite know what in. And we can say that. Because we're in this sinful world in which faith is hard. In which God sometimes seems distant. In which we can go, I, I almost want to have faith, but I don't really know that I have it there. We can echo the words that we speak at communion today. That we're not worthy to have Jesus come under our house, but somehow we want him to be there. Only say the world word and we will be healed. We can echo the words of the person who is, has his son healed by Jesus who says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Because faith is hard. Faith was hard for Abraham. God appears to him and says, Abraham, Pick up your entire life, all of the people that are associated with you, which was a large amount of people. Pick up everybody, and I am going to make you into a great nation. I am going to make you a blessing to the world. But in order for you to be a blessing to the world, you have to trust in where I'm sending you. And sure, it's Abraham, we think. That guy's got this down. But if God were to come to you and ask you to do the same thing, how many of us would be able to quickly respond to God and say, all right, we have this thing with faith. Because we want to make sure that our faith is placed in the right place. And that's that's the difficulty for Abram. He, He goes, okay, am I putting my faith in the right place? Am I putting my faith in a place that I know is going to be reliable? Because that's really the big question we come to faith with. Whether you understand faith in terms of jelly beans or in terms of song... You want to know that there's some right answer there. You want to know that there's something there that you can go, there is something real. There is a best song in the world. There is the right number of jelly beans. And I'm ready to bet my life on it if I can just know what the right answer is. But if we don't quite know what the right answer is, we're a little bit hesitant. And so enter Nicodemus. Enter Nicodemus, this guy who is the teacher of Israel, Jesus says. Enter Nicodemus who comes and he says, Lord, I know that there's something up with you. He he basically says, Lord, I, I know that there has to be something here. You have to at least be close to the right number of jelly beans. You have to have the right tune in your head for it to be the 
perfect song. But I'm not quite sure you have it exactly, and so I'm, I'm going to start asking you some questions. I'm going to start asking you some questions about what it is that you are, and how we can understand the world, and how I can finally arrive at this answer to this question that is the biggest question in the world, which is how can I know that I'm okay? How can I know that I'm saved? How can I know that in the midst of a world with so many wrong answers that I can see, Jesus, how can I know that you're the right answer? And that's the question that all of us wrestle with at some point. How can we know that this is real? How can we know that Jesus is who he says he is? And that's where it comes back to the song. You see, the understanding of the song is that there's something about the song that you can feel. That's what the class said. There's something about the song that you can begin to start understanding and saying, okay, this, this is right. This is it. I can, I can get into this. This has the right rhythm. It's got the right melodies. It's got the right harmonies. It's got the things that need to be there for it to be the perfect song. Well, in a lot of ways, that, that's what Gabe is doing today. So Gabe is getting up here. He's going to be confirmed. Now, I've said it at almost every confirmation within the past five years or so. Confirmation is a two-way street. The first part of confirmation is that we as the church are confirming that Gabriel has received the instruction that he needs in order to make the decisions that he's going to be making publicly today right here. And so we are confirming that he has heard the song. He's heard what the song sounds like. He's heard the melody. He's heard the rhythm. He's heard the beat. He's heard everything that he needs to hear in order for him to say, I believe that this is the perfect song. I can feel it in my bones. And to that then, Gabe will come up here and he will confirm. He will say, yes, this is the perfect song. This stuff about God's word and about the church and about Luther's small catechism and all of this great stuff. This is the song. This is my jam. And I will stand on this even unto death. Because he's felt it. That this isn't just a jelly bean thing. This isn't just him making a guess at some arbitrary number. But this is him saying, I have felt what it is like to know the truth. And I know that that feeling will bring me into eternity. Because I know the Savior who stands behind the perfect song. And I know that the things in the perfect song are... The forgiveness of sins, 
the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. And so in just a moment, Gabriel will come up here and we will confirm that he has heard the song. And he will confirm, just as many of us in this room have, that that song is the song. And may you this week meditate upon the song, the song that is the Word of God, the song that is the truth that God has handed down through the ages through his church. May you meditate upon that song, and may you also confirm this week that that is the perfect song. Amen.